Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Week 7 Sunday Live News Update, Rankings, Prop Bets, DraftKings, Injuries, plus your viewer questions. The viewer Q&A will commence around 10.35 a.m. Eastern Time or whenever Brad and I end up finishing our little spiel. We go through all of the news and our prop bets and everything like that. So save your questions until then because if you're entering them into the chat right now, not going to get answered. So don't know what to tell you. Actually, I do know what to tell you. Put them in around like 10.35 a.m. Eastern Time, and you'll be good to go. My rankings are updated in the description of this video and podcast. So if you just have a question at an individual position, you can just go click on those. If you're looking for the cheat sheets and everything like that is up in the description as well. Everything is there. There's also like 21 spots left in the PME DraftKings Listeners League at the moment. So if you want a spot in the best tournament on DraftKings, suggest you go click on that right now. If you're looking for projections ownership projections, an optimizer, a lineup builder, highly suggest ftndaily.com. Code Mayo will get you a discount on its package, which is already discounted because we're almost halfway through the season. So ftndaily.com, go check it out right now. If you're prop betting, go to ftnbets.com. At the top, you'll find the prop shop. It's completely free to use. Highly suggest if you're in the prop betting market in your state, you can find all of the odds at all of the sites. Go check that out right now. Remember to smash the like button if you're out there. I'm going to be calling for that a couple times during the show. And subscribe to Mayo Media Network. That's what we can come at you free, live, when it matters the most. Joining me on the line right now from snowy Denver, it's Brad Evans. What's up? Hola, amigo. I am layered up. Uh, I'm going to get the old snow boots out for the first time today because the white stuff's going to be falling early and often. I woke up at the book crack of dawn. It was still pitch black outside. Flipped on the lights and had some uh, mixed uh, precipitation, so a little frozen stuff, and then it changed over the snow. So it's actually snowing right now, and I'm about uh, 20 minutes south of Empower Field as the crow flies. And I can tell you, Mayo, we're going to have some heavy upslope flow this afternoon with some of the heaviest bands of snow expected to kick in around 2 o'clock. Game time slated for 2.25 local time. So it should be fun and a frigid, snowy game here in the Mile High City. If you have players in that game, the overreaction is always, well, we can't play those guys. It's snowing. They don't own jackets, and they might freeze to death because we see this happen all the time. But I've seen the total drop in this game almost four and a half points. I don't know if that's an overcorrection from the book or people are just betting the under so much. But what do you make of the fantasy players from this game? Like, you've got Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, there's no one really from the Denver side that is a must play. So you can probably, you know, all things being equal, find different players to plug in right now. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, even with Le'Veon Bell, expected to be active but not playing that many snaps so far today. What are you doing with your KC guys? I'm playing everybody. I mean, look, you are now downgrading a single player here uh, just because of the white stuff falling out of the sky. I mean, they're not cinder blocks. Okay, these aren't asteroids crashing down into the Denver you know, area. It's just light falling snow. And the biggest deterrent, as I've said so many times over my fantasy football uh, analyst career is wind is the biggest influential factor when it comes to meteorological impacts of fantasy football and NFL and just, you know, playing football in general. And the winds today 
in Denver expected to be right around seven to nine miles per hour. Big freaking deal. No whoop. The, the you know the snow's got to be whipping around at all. It is going to be lightly falling, though heavy at times. And defenses who are already at a disadvantage before are going to be even at more of a disadvantage now because of the footing. I would expect anywhere between three to four inches of accumulating snow in game. So I think Patrick Mahomes is going to go off. I think Patrick Mahomes could have a hell of a day as a runner, uh, taking advantage of the defense already on its heels. And again, not getting that proper footing down. I'm fine with CEH, although, you know, Denver's been outstanding this season in terms of run defense. They've allowed the fewest fancy points of running back position. You know, and I'm plugging in Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill, this could be a TD hat trick. Travis Kelsey could have a big game. I'm not downgrading any of these guys. So if you're hitting me up on social media at Noisy Wavis, you're hitting up Mayo. Play Mahomes. Play your stud players in this game because I don't think the weather's going to play much of a factor. If anything, it's going to benefit them. I've updated my rankings on DKPlaybook.com right now. Again, those are in the description to account for the weather. And like you said, I didn't really account for much. Uh, you're starting Patrick Mahomes. I think it's really interesting to see. I'm looking at the ownership projections right now up on FTNDaily.com. Again, code Mayo to get you the discount on that. All of these Chiefs players are super projected low on. We got like Mahomes at four percent Tyreek Hill at three percent like these are absolute slate breakers uh there if it came down to it this week I'm looking at two quarterbacks that are going to be very lowly owned on DraftKings one is Mahomes the other one's Roethlisberger who everyone is just mm. gravitating away from uh with this matchup against Tennessee if you had to pick between those two who would it be I'd still be Mahomes for me just because of the rushing star uh stats I mean the, if you look at the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, props on Mahomes, it's 22.5 rush yards, and I, I fired off on the over on that. I agree with your viewpoint on Roethlisberger, uh, and you look at this matchup against the Tennessee Titans. I mean, the Titans, you know, as, as many of the headlines that Derrick Henry has garnered here over the last week and the offense and Ryan Tannehill, all that as a whole, people are just kind of glossing over the fact that the Titans are overly generous defensively. I mean, that game was a shootout last week. Uh, against the Houston Texans, I, I would anticipate a similar outcome today. I like Big Ben quite a bit. I've got him ranked as a QB1. But for me, Mahomes, uh, because he could pad uh, the bottom line with those rushing stats, I think that will be the difference here. Though I'm sure the difference in price between these two gentlemen is rather substantial, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it's not so substantial <laughs> that you couldn't make it work either way. It's just if you do a Steelers stack, it's cheap. If you do a Chiefs stack, it's expensive. It is, but it's got to be low ownership, roster ship, uh, as you mentioned, for the Chiefs stack because everybody's got to pivot away from the weather and go to some of these other games. Uh, maybe they're going to start stacking, I don't know, Green Bay Packers, Jamal Williams included. But, yeah, look, I, I think Big Ben's got a really good shot at, like, 280, 285, two to three touchdowns in this game. Uh, and I think Mahomes, you know, I think his pass yards props are like 277 and a half. I think that's a really good number. I think he's going to be right around that. But again, he could rush for 30 to 35, and I got a gut feeling he's going to find the end zone with his legs as well. Well, let's talk about some of the big stories for the morning. Aaron Jones with his calf injury. Not sure whether he's going to play or not. He's going to be a game-time decision that will be confirmed around 11.35 a.m. Eastern time. So let's run through two scenarios here. One Aaron Jones plays, what would you expect from him in terms of workload against the worst rushing defense in the league? Like, do you still play Aaron Jones? 
Yeah, I think you do. I mean, if he if he suits up and I think it's going to be a, you know, by a stroke of God that he is actually in the lineup. I talked to Dr. David Chow, pro football doc on my Sirius XM fantasy show on Friday. And, you know, Dr. Chow's been around these situations when he was head athletic trainer for the San Diego Chargers. And I asked him, you know, Dr. Chow, when these calf injuries, these soft tissue issues pop up this late in the week, what are the odds that a player's going to play? And he goes, he ain't playing. He just flat out said he's not going to play. Now, that's one person's opinion, and obviously uh, Aaron Jones is not one of his patients. But, look, if Aaron Jones suits up, I think he got to play him. He's probably going to get you, you know, his customary 13 to 15 touches on the ground, probably a handful of receptions. Now, if he doesn't play, which is the most likely scenario here, Jamal Williams got to get 60, 65% of the opportunity share. Are we sure are, are we sure about that? Because I, do, I have my rankings right now with Aaron Jones out. I have Jamal Williams at running back number 16. I have A.J. Dylon Hotfire at number 27 in the rankings this week. Because I think there could be a situation yeah. where Dylan just steals all the goal line work. I don't think it's going to be all the goal line work. I think he'll get, you know, some peppering of that. And you and I are very similar in ranks now. I've got Williams a little bit more aggressive. I'm an RB12. Uh, and I've got Dylan at 29. So Dylan certainly has some flex appeal. I think he's going to get around 10 touches in this game. Yeah, he may get some goal line work, but you got to remember that, you know, Aaron Rodgers loves and trusts Jamal Williams. And so is this organization as a whole. And, and Dylan, as big and football Frankensteinish as he is, uh, you know, sometimes those big burly backs aren't the greatest in inside the five-yard line because they're upright runners then get cut down pretty easily. You know, he could fall forward and given his large stature, he could cross the chalk as a result of it. But I think it's going to be kind of a mixed back, a split inside the red zone. And you know Williams is going to dominate the pass down work. So again, I think 60, 65% of the opportunity share for the former BYU Cougar, uh, certainly, you know, on the docket today with Dylan, again, being more of a change of pace guy, getting those 10 touches per game. And some of those, of course, will come inside the red zone. So, yeah, I'm conflicted about what to do with them, especially on DraftKings, because Williams and Dylan are both the men right now. But the entire injury report at running back, as it stands right now, Fournette, Melvin Gordon, and Justin Jackson all expected to play. Obviously, Gordon, Fournette, and Jackson playing in the later set of games, so you're not going to know that until a little bit later on. Game time decision, Aaron Jones, obviously, and ruled out already. Joe Mixon, Mostert, McCaffrey, Sony Michelle, Devin Coleman, and Chris Thompson has been put on the COVID-19 list yeah. as of last night. That means Ozigbo and Dare are going to be active for the Jags. But James <laughs> Robinson's receiving prop right now is 18 and a half. I like that over. And if you look on DraftKings using those ownership projections, you have James Robinson in a potentially very negative game script where he's been involved in the passing down work already this season at a pretty high rate. Now, Chris Thompson was eating into that a little bit. Now we were remove Chris Thompson from the situation as seven and a half point dogs against the Chargers. This is a running back coming at 2% ownership in the DraftKings millionaire maker. It could be a huge opportunity for him to do a lot of damage through the air. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, 100% agree with you. You know, I am curious about what Devon Zigbo brings to the table, to be honest with you, because, you know, this is a kid that was very talented at the University of Nebraska. Uh, I love the skill set. And we went undrafted at a cup of coffee as a practice squad member with the New Orleans Saints, but he's a big, hulking, bulky back. I can do a little bit of everything. And, you know, I actually wrote about I remember when Fournette was cut loose, I, I thought Zigbo was going to be the guy. Um, you know, I knew that James Robinson was talented. You know, I had scouted him, you know, coming out of Illinois State. 
And I was like, yeah, he's got a legit three down skill set, but I think Zigbo's going to get first crack. And then he suffered the hamstring injury and the rest is now history. So Zigbo's going to play a role and I'll be really curious to see, you know, how much of a role he's going to play in third downs. Uh, and maybe he takes over as kind of a plus size version of Chris Thompson. So uh, that's one of the developments I'm going to really monitor this week, but I still do like James Robinson getting the lion's share of the opportunities. Uh, and speaking of receiving yards props, I don't know if you saw this one mail, but good Lord have mercy. Do I love the over on Kareem hunt 19 and a half receiving yards uh, against Cincinnati and also Deandre Swift uh, the over on receiving yards here at 21 and a half. And we're getting some news this morning. I think it was from Jason Lockhand for, or my, it might've been Ian Rappaport. Actually, I think it was Ian Rappaport saying that Swift is expected to see an increase in workload. Holla freaking Lula. It's about damn time. Detroit after his breakout game last week against Jacksonville can't really run on Atlanta, uh, but you can certainly take advantage of him in the short field as a pass catcher. Cause the Falcons have given up a massive 7.7 receptions per game of the running back position so for that reason i really love swift they, they can talk about that all they want until they actually put that into practice and we see swift playing around like 60 percent of right. the snaps then i'll be they right. just activated bo scarborough from the ir and he's going to be active today too so god knows he's going to end up like 12 carries in this game that's how detroit works just do not trust detroit so I, i'm staying far away from that one well, I, I think the receiving yards prop, I, I feel confident about that. You know, if I give it like a confident scale of one to five, five being most confident, uh, I'm probably like 4.25 uh, because we use decimal scoring in my system. But uh, yeah, I still like Swift. I'm still playing him as a top 20 running back this week. Uh, for some reason, I'm sipping on this Kool-Aid, but you're right. Uh, there is treachery in that beard of Matt Patricia. So we discussed the situation with Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon if those guys set up for your season-long lineup. But on DraftKings, it becomes more relevant only because those guys are both the minimum at running back at $4,000 a piece. Then you have Geo at 45 taking over for Joe Mixon in this spot. I think Geo is just the superior play. I'd rather pay the extra 500 and get to Geo. Not that I love Geo, but I just don't know who is coming in to spell him where there is a decent chance that in the Green Bay situation we just get it wrong no i i think you're right there i think that's a very fair uh, assessment look I, I, we're chasing upside with jamal williams because obviously the matchup means everything and i'm all about uh you know maximizing the matchup i'm an advocate for that axiom uh but you're right about geo like he is probably going to see what 90 percent of the snaps maybe 100 percent of the snaps and he's script agnostic you know he really excels more as a receiver than he does a rusher and we've seen this story play out before if you use the ftn daily splits tool you know i posted an example of this since 2017 with joe mixon in our league mixon's missed four games over that span that geo bernard has started in and bernard has averaged right around 19 DraftKings points in those four contests so you know i think brandon funston my colleague uh, at Sirius X and Fantasy brought up a, a perfect comp. He basically said Gio Bernard is going to be like Boston Scott was on Thursday. You know, a guy that's not going to necessarily wow you in total yards, going to be more than serviceable there, but he's going to do most of his damage in the pass game. And if he's going to find the end zone, it's probably going to be as a receiver, knowing how unyielding and flexible this front of the Cleveland Browns has been this season. Uh, you know, they're only giving out 3.78 yards per carry and 115.3 total yards per game in the running back position. So I agree that Geo is safer, 
Uh, but, you know, I think the ceiling for Jamal Williams is a little bit higher. Potentially so. Just that game. I mean, both games are projected to be fairly high scoring. The Texans and Packers game, the highest one of the week. It's breached up to 57 at this point. So I, the big thing, I, I like your Boston Scott comparison, but with that mustache that Gio is rocking at this point, the, the Burt Reynolds <laughs> 70s porn star mustache. The Lando. He's Lando Calrissian. He does, he, does, he, does look like, he does look like Billy D. That's true. Yes. But, I, if you're going to say like, hey, Geo is most likely to play 80 plus percent of snaps, probably more. I think when you hey, take the Boston Scott comparison and what his stat line was on Thursday night, I say you can probably enhance that by like another 50 percent for Geo. Plus, he's going to get all this goal line work uh, unless Burrow steals it away from him. And instead of having like three catches, he might end up with like seven catches. Yep. So that's why I just prefer Geo down in that spot if you are going to pay down. I don't think you need to pay down on DraftKings this week, though. I, I mean, at running back because uh-uh. they're uh-uh. Everyone is fitting in Kamara. Completely agree with that. You probably should fit in Kamara. He's probably the best play on the slate, uh, especially with Michael Thomas out. His splits are off the chart. Because I do want to talk about these Saints guys just for a second. No Emmanuel Sanders. No Michael Thomas. Benny Fowler. No, he's not coming off IR. He's not playing in this game. So that leaves Traquan Smith as a decent option. But his role really is unchanged a lot of the time when Michael Thomas is out. Now, maybe that Emmanuel Sanders is out, he just becomes a target hog. But now we're looking at a few other guys that you could potentially plug and play or play for the min on DraftKings. Like Marquez Calloway is one who played over 60% of the snaps against the Chargers two weeks ago, the last time these guys suited up. He's expected to replace Emmanuel Sanders on the outside. Now, do you trust Drew Brees enough to make something out of these guys, or are they pure fades for you? Uh, I'm fading him because I, I agree with the Camara uh, point of view. I, I think it's just going to be a heavy dose of him in the pass game and, of course, uh, on the ground as well. I think this is going to be a Latavius Murray game as well. You know, Latavius Murray, you know, he's consistently got in the double figures in terms of rushing attempts in a given week. And, you know, you look at the fighting Serpers, and they've been relatively clawless, you know, against the run. They're giving up 4.8 yards per carry, the running back position this season. Now, they've been very good against the pass, just a 6.6 YPA. So, with those big uglies up front for the New Orleans Saints, with the better run-blocking lines, pass-protecting lines in the NFL, I think you're going to see a lot of design inside screens, uh, some quick slants. Uh, some dump ball passes to Alvin Kamara. I uh, love his receiving yards prop. I can't find it on DraftKings right now because they haven't posted it. Come on, DraftKings. I need you. I need to take the over on this. Maybe they'll get it up in time for kickoff. But at some of the other houses I've seen, you know, it's in the 54 and a half to like 60 and a half range. And I'd probably be over on that. But, yeah, I think it's going to be more of a conservative attack here. I love Callaway's skill set. The guy is a blazer. Uh, Traquan Smith has had his moments when thrust into the spotlight. And Jared Cook, I think, is definitely an interesting player uh, who can maybe get you 60 yards and a touchdown. But again, I think it's just going to be a lot of Alvin Kamara left, right in the past game, and then a mixing in of uh, Latavius Murray as well. I think it's going to go for a double nickel on the ground and find the end zone at least one time. Yeah, so Marquez Calloway and Deontay Harris is the other one expected to fill in as well. He's also a complete burner, more of a special teams player, but he should get extra yep. run at receiver, less so than Calloway. I was just throwing these guys out here as if you play in like a 14-team league, you're beat up, bye week, whatever it might be. These are guys that are 100% available. It would be Callaway for me as the plug-and-play to go do this. The other one with John Brown, and I'm actually using a bunch of Gabriel Davis on DraftKings. In the two games that John Brown has been out, uh, he's up to 13 targets. He's hit his over in both those games, and his receiving prop is incredibly low. $3,600 on DraftKings. I think that's a nice way. If you want to pay down and you don't want to use Geo and fall into that chalk trap, you don't feel good about the Green Bay running backs, you can save your money with Gabe Davis and then still pay up at running back if you want. 
Yeah, what about Bashad Perriman? You know, same game, pass. different name there. Pass. Well, really? Sucks. Really? Sucks. I Look, he, he got some heavy run last week. I don't disagree that he sucks. Now, he had a, a memorable fantasy playoff stretch last season with famous Jameis in, in Tampa Bay, but it got no Jameis and Crowder. Denzel Mims comes off of IR. You know, he's going to be rusty because he hadn't played. You get Sam Darnold back, and you look at the Bills, they are beat up in this secondary. Got no Josh Norman. Maybe that's addition by subtraction. Jordavius White, uh, you know, we'll see if he goes here in like the next 10, 15 minutes if he's going to be active today. But, I mean, the Bills are, you know, really thin right now in that defensive backfield. So, and if the Jets are scoreboard chasing, which they always are, you know, Bashad Perriman could be a garbage time all-star and he is going to have a low roster percentage, I'm sure, on the DraftKings million-dollar slate today. I would think that when we assess how the Jets offense works and almost everyone is back, Jamison Crowder unlikely to play. He's doubtful. He's not going to play in this game. That you want to attack the Bills on the inside. I'd say Herndon, but he absolutely reeks. And that means Braxton yep. Berrios is likely to fill in. It's been Jeff Smith on the outside, Berrios on the inside, filling in for Jamison Crowder. There's a good chance he leads the Jets in receiving, which could lead to a very impressive, like, four for 51 line for him. <laughs> uh, I think you attack on a couple of more catches and reduce the yards. Six for 49, seven for 45. Something like that. I'm I'm actually looking right now to see if DraftKings Sportsbook has posted a reception. Not a chance. Prop on Barrios. Well, they've had a lot of Barrios props, believe it or not, for much of the season, but I'm sure it's already been juiced up as a result of it. But uh, no. Uh, I stand corrected. They don't have one available right now. Let me see. I, I'm going to try to effort this because I've been playing the I, I try to play one prop from each game on the book that I use. You can parlay those together if you only play one from each game. But so I didn't even really even look after, you know, Gabe Davis. I liked his number. So I kind of went with that. Now they don't have anything for Berrios up there right now. Uh, before we kind of dig into everything in terms of questions and answers. And again, we're going to get to your questions and answers. I'll do a call for questions. If you're putting them in, putting them in the, the chat right now. Not going to get answered, by me at least. Uh, maybe other people can do that. And if you start answering other people's questions, as soon as the actual Q&A starts, you're banned for life. Keep that in mind while you're just randomly throwing out comments. Smash the like, though. Always do that and subscribe to Mayo Media Network, ftndaily.com, for all of the projections this week. Code Mayo gets you a discount right now. Injury report at wide receiver. Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, A.J. Brown, and Deontay Johnson all expected to play. Antonio Gandy-Golden out. Sammy Watkins, Brian Edwards, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown out. Jamison Crowder unlikely to play in this game. With Deontay Johnson coming back, do you think that caps the upside of Chase Claypool? Because when you look at the Titans' defense, it's not good, but it gets better if you try to throw deep on them. They generally get hammered underneath, yeah. and the only guy whose ADOT is in the double digits on Pittsburgh is Chase Claypool. And I just think Deontay Johnson being back just sucks up some of the targets he might get. They try to get him involved, obviously, in their goal line package, rushing. He's a big play guy. They want to get him the ball, but I do think that Deontay Johnson could end up being a better play here. Yeah, as long as he holds up, I mean, the, the guy is crazy fragile. Uh, I mean, he's made of a Waterford crystal, it seems like. So, you know, that underneath work is certainly can be very successful, as you mentioned, against the Tennessee Titans. Maybe this is a revival game for Juju, you know, who's been one of the more colossal busts in fantasy this year, and everybody's, like, shied away from him. They forgot about him. Maybe this is a game that he comes in and it's a monstrous one. Maybe he gets a couple of touchdowns and he's a slate breaker uh, because he's going to be such a, a low roster ship in DraftKings. But I do like the Deontay Johnson call. 
I'm starting to Deontay Johnson in many season-long formats as my wide receiver three. I mean, pre-injury, he was seeing north of 30% of the target share. And so there is this implicit trust between him and Roethlisberger. And it is a major downgrade for Chase Claypool, who, you know, with all these mouths to feed, you're basically going to rely on maybe one to three explosive pass play opportunities. Now, it only takes one and one of those to connect for, you know, a double-digit fantasy performance. Uh, but you are, you know, increasing your risk of a donut or, you know, a sub five point fantasy day, uh, knowing that Deontay Johnson is back in uniform. So I like the Johnson call I, again. And I, I think Juju's due and the setup is great because this scheme of Tennessee, as you mentioned, really plays to Smith Schuster's strengths. The other injuries right now, it looks like Baker and Safe Space Sam Darnold, old Sammy Scrambles, they're going to be back this week. And at tight end, Jonu is going to suit up. He was taken off the injury report for the Titans. Noah Fant will be back in that snow game, as Brad talked about at the beginning of the show. Just rewind if you want to hear the complete analysis of the weather situation. Your degree coming in handy, Brad, by the way. Finally! Finally! I get to use it. And Mayo, I have picked the perfect profession. So I studied weather. I love to bet on sports, and I cover fantasy. So I can be wrong half the time and still get paid. Out at tight end, Austin <laughs> Hooper has appendicitis. Dawson Knox is out. The, in, in fact, the entire Bills tight end core is out this week, except for Tyler Croft, who might get substantial run against the Jets. Uh, you know, he's always live in the red zone, but, you know, he gets, you know, it would be Dawson Knox and then Tyler Croft steals his touchdowns. But when it's Tyler Croft, Lee Smith steals his touchdowns. Lee Smith no longer a factor in this game. So Croft, a potential pickup and plug and play in deeper leagues or potentially on DraftKings as well. No Tyler Eifert this week, so the Irish assassin, James O'Shaughnessy, could get some extra run. And Jordan Aikens is likely to miss the game again, which means should you just play Darren Fells, who's great? Uh, I love Darren Fells, and he is a large man. Uh, He is built like a 100-year-old oak tree. Uh, Large, huge wingspan. He's like 6'7". Sticks out like a sore thumb in those red zone situations. And, you know, you and I, I think I've talked about this before. If you could just, you know, take Aikens and – and also uh, Darren Fells and just mix them together. I mean, you would have basically a borderline top five fantasy tight end. So, yeah, I think there's a distinct possibility he's going to get in for six. Like the the two low-dollar tight ends I really like, you mentioned a few of them, but it's Njoku and it's Darren Fells. I think both these guys uh, I'm I'm very enthusiastic over. If you don't want to – you know, shell out big money for the Travis Kelseys of the world. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh, I'm a bit – nervous about Njoku only uh, because we've seen Harrison Bryant play so many snaps that he might still get relegated towards the bench and it wasn't until Njoku came back that Austin Hooper actually started getting some more run in the passing game they might ask these guys to block a lot of the time I know it's not that big of a deal against Cincinnati but at the same time if I'm going to be paying down I probably just look at Logan Thomas and it'd probably be Croft after that yeah, I, I could see Croft, uh, you know, with the uptick in overall share, finding the end zone. Uh, Logan Thomas is interesting. I mean, there is going to be a little bit of weather in that game in D.C. Uh, light falling rain. Again, these guys aren't witches. Okay, they're not going to melt. They're going to be fine. Winds are not going to play a factor there, so let's not freak out about it. There are so many people that freak out about weather all the time. Again, wind, people. Just drill into your head. Wind sustained at 30 miles an hour or more. That's the thing you got to get worried about. Anything else, who cares? So, yeah, I mean, I could see Logan Thomas having a decent little game. Uh, I had a a few too many tequilas last night, uh, admittedly, Mayo, and this is how crazy it got for me, and I knew the buzz was kicking in, and I actually uh, tweeted about this. 
Uh, I took the over on 18 and a half fantasy points with Kyle Allen. Am I crazy? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, my actual main lineup stack this week is Kyle Allen, McLaurin, and bringing it back with Zeke. So we'll see how that goes <laughs> for me. Like, hey, I did the same thing except I went Camara. So I, I've got it. I've got it. Allen, McLaurin. And it, this is one of the things that I love when you know you've gotten a good player prop. So Terry McLaurin, a DraftKings Sportsbook, came out at 72 and a half yards at minus 112. I immediately fired off on that on Friday when the lines were released. And now it's up to 78 and a half. It got juiced up so much. They had to raise the yardage by six to try to entice some action. And I'd probably still be over on that. I think he's going to get his fourth or well, no third uh, 100 yard game of the season. That's how much I love him. Yeah. We went back and forth on that on you put up the props on FTM bets. And then you and I go back and forth on them. That's I think the yep. one that we agreed on this week, the over uh, McLaurin. This game has been brewing for so long for him. Uh, he's going to be exceptionally chalky on DraftKings. I don't really care to tell you the truth. You can find other <laughs> ways to be different. Just play McLaurin and you should be pretty good. The thing, I mean, I, you talk about Kamara. I'm using Kamara in those lineups as well, but I want a yep. mini game stack there. If I think that Kyle Allen's going to score points, I just, think that Zeke is incredibly undervalued against Washington this week he's gone for over 100 in the last three against Washington scored a rushing touchdown in the past three against Washington and Andy Dalton's a dot versus Dak at least since he's been playing so far this season 25 percent lower which means more passes to the backfield Zeke basically got benched on Monday night and still ended up with eight catches in that game. So if he gets back to like 85% of the snap share, he could be up into double digits in terms of receptions in this game. So I just like all of the different ways he can score. And if you use Kyle Allen and even maybe do a triple stack, Kyle Allen, McLaurin, and Logan Ooh. Thomas, let's say, Ooh. and bring it back Ooh. with Zeke, you can afford Devontae Adams and Alvin Kamara in your lineup if you want to. Yeah, you can. I mean, that's a luxury of Kyle Allen this week, right? Um yeah, I mean, Kyle Allen, I think, is, is got a really good shot, like 270, a couple of touchdowns. He could run, too. Uh, his uh, rush yards prop at DraftKings is 8.5. I took the over. That's fun. Why not? I mean, that's one scramble. You know, I think it's going to be a 15, 20-yard rush yard game. I mean, look at what Kyler Murray did. The Docs in the desert now. You know, Kyle Allen is no Kyler Murray. He's not even like 1 100th of that. But, you know, Dallas just sits back in that, in that coverage. And as a result of it, uh, they just leave the short field open for some of those opportunistic opportunities uh, for a running quarterback. And Kyle Allen can scoot a little bit. You know, uh, you mentioned, you know, some of the bigger name running backs out there, uh, you know, with Alvin Kamara and Zeke. And I kind of agree with you on Zeke, as long as you can hold on to the damn ball. I think Chris Carson, I think he's like 6,400 on DraftKings. And it's one of those rare opportunities because of the shift in the schedule that the Sunday night game is on the main slate. I think Chris Carson is fascinating. You know, I think a lot of people are going to be on DK Metcalf. They're going to be on Tyler Lockett. They're obviously going to be on Russell Wilson. But I think Chris Carson's one of those guys that could just come in, clean up, and have a multi-TD game. It's not like Arizona has been particularly stingy against the run this season. They're giving a 4.4 yards per carry. And, of course, Carson, too, can catch the ball out of the backfield. So uh, he could be a sneaky good option that will probably not have a, a very high roster uh, rostership on uh, the DraftKings main slate today. Carson and Kirk appear to be like the lower owned ends of that game. I actually like Lockett the best of all the receiving options in that game. I mean, objectively, price thrown out the window. It's Hopkins, but with price included, it's going to be Lockett. It just, Arizona's been really good against deep passing so far this year. So you might get a little bit of dink and dunk with Tyler Lockett, then uses after the catch potential to yep. really pile up yardage. Every like five weeks, we see like the 16 target game for Tyler Lockett. This feels like one of those games this week. And that's just pure conjecture on my part. Two things. 
things before we get to the props. One, Antonio Brown. He's going to sign with Tampa Bay as of Monday. So he's not playing this week. He'll be eligible to play in week nine for the Buccaneers. I released a video up on Mayo Media Network on Friday evening, right after the news broke, and then I wrote an article for FTN Fantasy, uh, mirroring the same thing, but going a bit more in-depth. Also, subscribe to both, but Mayo Media Network, you're watching it right now on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't yet. That would really help me out. I don't think he's going to be very good. I think he's worth a pickup, because if he has one good game, you can trade him for the world. Help. You could trade him right now for, like, T. Higgins, a trade I would do 10 times out of 10. Like Done. People's, Done. And people are, like, mad at me for not thinking that Antonio Brown is going to be, like, the best receiver in football. It's been over a year since the guy has played, for one thing. Uh, and where he's had no t- – this is the biggest part that I think the people are overlooking. Where he's had no training camp and there was no preseason, think about all the injuries that we've seen already, these soft tissue injuries that have kept people mm-hmm. out multiple weeks. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's been training, but he has not been playing game speed and, you know, cutting on a dime, getting away from guys who are trying to end his life on the field by hitting him that you know one hamstring he's out four weeks then what does it do Uh, if he's not getting the target volume that he normally sees and on tampa they have a lot of guys that they throw to by the way that they can't even sustain two good receivers when they're both healthy how are they going to sustain three that if you drop his target share to below 20%, which is probably right in line where it's going to be on good weeks. Sometimes it'll be higher, sometimes it'll be lower. Then you're going to see him put up like the same amount of fantasy points as Adam Humphreys does every week. Like, that's not great. No, it's not great. I I will say this, and I agree wholeheartedly with your entire viewpoint there. And the other thing we also have to consider is it's Antonio Brown, who's batshit crazy, right? Like he, he will sprain a frontal lobe at some point and do something nuts and get himself suspended for the rest of the year and out of football permanently. I mean, that's the downside that you risk there along with the soft tissue issues. So this is his last chance to answer. There's no question about that. Uh, But the one silver lining I will mention is the fantasy playoff schedule weeks 14 through 16 for Tampa Bay is absolutely glorious. It's Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. You're not going to probably find a softer slate of secondaries over that three game span, that money-making span for a season long enthusiasts. So if Antonio Brown can stay on the straight and narrow, uh, if his soft tissue issues don't become a, a problem and he lives up to the hype and the expectation, I mean, he could be a difference maker, Uh, during the most opportune time on the schedule. But I think those chances are minimal. And uh, I picked him up, and I am packaging him right now with somebody else to try to get an upgrade with a proven player. It is insane what people are getting for him in trade. And I would take advantage of the bull market right now before the market potentially falls out. Yes, that is his biggest value right now. You get him for free, you get him for a few fab bucks. Don't go breaking your bank if he's still on the waiver wire at this moment. But he is a valuable trade asset. And just even, I I kind of equate to something like Gronk. Like Gronk had a good game last week. His first good game Mm -hmm. in six weeks. The problem, if you keep him on your team, let's say he has one or two big games in the first like five weeks that he's there. I just feel like you're never going to know which week to play him. So he might have these glorious matchups in the fantasy playoffs. You might start him the first week of the fantasy playoffs, he gets like one target because that's what happens on Tampa Bay. Ideally, all they want to do is play good defense and run the ball. Yeah, that's a, you're exactly right. And, and that's the thing that, you know, people continuously overlook is the fact that Tampa Bay's defense is legit. They, I, they are just uh, putting a stranglehold on the competition. I'm really going to be curious to see with the offensive line issues. And, you know, of course we had all the negative tests today for the Vegas Raiders. So mostly offensive line is intact and is going to play. Though they've been underachieving this season when everybody's even been healthy as they're number 18, according to the FTN Daily trench tool and adjusted line yards allowed. You know, this Tampa front 
is uh, a unit to fear. And the secondary is steadily improving. You know, Jamel Dean's made some huge plays here last couple of weeks. I mean, this, this is the reason why, you know, Tampa's got a really good shot of winning the whole enchilada. You know, as much as it's, you know, the go TB12, yeah, they've got Chris Godwin and Evans, and now they got Antonio Brown. Of course, Rojo's having a huge year, and you got your insurance policy there with Leonard Fournette. Gronk, you know, had that breakout performance, as you mentioned last week. Cameron Brait's been decent in a pinch here and there. The offensive line's done a pretty good job overall, but it's the defense that will take it to the promised land. And right now, I mean, you could argue that Tampa may be the most balanced team in the NFL. All right, let's hit your props before we get to the question yeah. answer period. What, what's the fantasy five, the flaming five for today? Oh, or you or the fade five, because if you do it, you might win a whole bunch of cash. Uh, we mentioned Terry McLaurin. Again, I locked him in at 72 and a half. There are some books out there that still have him at that valuation of minus 118. So do some shopping around. Use the prop shop tool at ftmbets.com to find the best, best values. I'm under on George Kittle, 68 and a half yards. I think that's too aggressive. What does Bill Belichick do? He always takes away the best option of the competition. He, you know, had that same treatment for Darren Waller back in week three and went for two for nine and no touchdowns. I think George Kittle gets it today. DeAndre Swift, as I mentioned earlier on, love him on the over 21 and a half receiving yards. The Atlanta Falcons giving up 54.7 receiving yards per game of the running back position. Mike Williams, a, a name we haven't talked about yet. Uh, you know, 42 and a half too low. Uh, the Hello Kitties at Jacksonville, overly generous in some of those explosive pass plays down the field. I've seen some props on longest reception for Williams at 19 and a half on the over-under. I would fire on the over there because all he does is catch like 20-yard passes. He's one of the leaders in dot Stud, I think he cruises past that number. Oh, and yeah, I'm going to battle with Derrick Henry off a 200-yard game. I'm taking the under 86 and a half rush yards. I think you and I disagreed uh, on that one on our FTN bets a mad props column, but I, I got a feeling this is going to be kind of a 22, 25 carry 80, 81 yard game on the ground for Henry. And listen, folks, always start your studs. It doesn't apply. It's the dumbest thing ever. I man, my only pushback on the Henry thing is that I think this game is going to be relatively close. Pittsburgh is excellent at the line of scrimmage. You're going to see a lot of two carry three carry type runs for Derrick Henry. But if he can get by that front line, Pittsburgh can't tackle on the second level or yep. the third level. Now no Devin Bush. So you always when the number is that low for Derrick Henry, that's one run for Derrick Henry potentially. Potentially. And you know, Miles Sanders, remember he had that huge run against the Steelers a couple of weeks ago, the 74 yarder down. He only had like uh, I think six yards on his remaining 10 carries in that game. So yeah, you're banking on one of these chunk gains. And I still think there's enough talent there. And that Pittsburgh Steelers defensive line and linebacker core, despite losing Devin Bush. And we also can't forget, too, the loss of Taylor Lewan is massive for this Tennessee Titans offensive line. So those are big shoes to fill for this unit. You know, bring it all together. That's why I'm on the under. My week seven props. I have my main three and then another two solos. The first three are packaged together as a part of a parlay. Ezekiel Elliott over four and a half receptions plus 110, by the way, on that. Wow. You're getting some plus money. James Robinson wow. with no Chris Thompson around over 19 and a half receiving yards as huge dogs against the Chargers minus 120. And Gabriel Davis, a guy who's smashed this number twice when John Brown has been out. John Brown is out again this week. 43 and a 
a half receiving yards against the New York Jumbo Jets. Minus 120. You put those three together. You get six to one on your money. I like them individually and as the parlay. The other two solos that I am playing this week, Terry McLaurin over 76 and a half receiving yards. That's minus 130 right now. And Keelan Cole over 47 and a half receiving yards. No Chris Harris for the Chargers. Minus 120. He's gone over 100 yards in four of six games. He plays the slot where the Chargers are the most susceptible. So those are the five that I like this week, but hopefully just the first three hit. I can lose the other two if the first three hit. I'll feel good about that, but the props have been running very good the past few weeks. Hopefully we can keep that momentum going. Brad, what time is your AMA today? Uh, It is at noon Eastern. I will have another weather update. I'll be answering all of your questions. Get my undivided attention. It's for subscribers only at FTN Fantasy, FTNDaily.com. Use that promo code Evans or Mayo. Uh, to get 10% off for me, your subscription today. So definitely take advantage of that if you want uh, your question answered because I answer everybody's over 30, 40 minutes. Sometimes I go longer depending upon how many inquiries come in. But I'm sure there'll be a ton weather-related. And again, please, for the love of God, people, play Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> All right, Brad Evans, follow him on Twitter at Noisy Huevos <laughs> and check out his AMA for the podcast listeners out there before I jump into the live chat on YouTube, which I do every single week. Want to say thank you all for listening. Have a very profitable week seven, and we'll see you next week. Family experience! Experience!